I wish I hadn't slept that long because when I woke up in Abby's bed, clutching Tootsie Rabbit, it took me a few seconds to remember. I wasn't in her bed because I'd fallen asleep reading Wink and Blinkin' and Nod, or because I'd comforted her back to sleep after a bad dream. No, this was my nightmare. I hate myself for forgetting for a single second. I'm afraid if I could forget for a few seconds, maybe someday I'll forget for a few minutes or even a few hours. I don't want to forget. I slipped out of her bed and smoothed the wrinkles I'd made. I tucked the sheets, blanket, and spread under the mattress, instead of letting them hang to the rug. The new way I made her bed didn't look right. I was willing to make one small change in her room in hopes I could trap Abby's smell between the covers. At the second floor landing, there was no need to peek into my bedroom. The hallway was filled with visible dust motes, and the smell of coffee brewing told me Ethan was already up. My choices were limited. I could creep back into Abby's warm bed. There I could concentrate on the ache in my gut that came in waves every time I looked at the clouds I'd painted on her walls while pregnant, or I could brave the frigid weather downstairs. I chose to drag myself down the uneven steps, trying to think of something to say to Ethan— In a matter of weeks, our conversations had gone from breezy to bleak. He sat staring out the kitchen window, all expression washed from his face. He looked like a different person without the smile that reaches his eyes. After pouring myself a cup, I lightly brushed his dark curls with my hand to let him know I was there and sat across from him. Do you ever forget, even for a minute? I asked. Now his eyes were deep in the bottom of his cup. Not yet. He took a sip and put it down. I didn't ask him if he wants to. I think he does. I'll never forget. I'd rather be pierced by the sword at the sound of her name than forget. Abigail Anna Gray. Did you sleep? He asked. He reached one hand over to my side of the table. I missed you in bed. I brought my cup to my lips, desperate to avoid his touch. A little. Aren't you going to work? Dressed in navy pinstripes, I knew he was. I thought I could sidestep our new sleeping arrangement by changing the subject. I'm going to the police station first, he said. Do you want to come with me? I could drop you back here before I had to work. His irresistible blue eyes begged me. I sat up. Did Caulfield call? I didn't hear the phone ring. Ethan leaned back hard against his chair. His shoulder slump told me what I was sick to death of hearing. No, Detective Caulfield didn't call, he said. The last time I talked to him, he said he was going to finish the interviews with the people on Beach Rose and the teachers, and then call us. That was four days ago. I didn't miss Ethan correcting me for misplacing the word detective, as if I considered the one we got assigned anything but another stroke of unlucky. I'd met Detective Hollis Caulfield only once, but once was enough to know I didn't like him. His junior officers beat him to our house to tell us an investigation into Abby's death was underway. Caulfield's arrogance beat him to my kitchen on his one and only visit, one that had to be protocol, since he had nothing to add to what we already knew before he got here. No one saw what happened. Three days after Abby died, Caulfield, 
in a blazer that didn't cover even a third of his bulk, hauled himself through my antique cape. My house that had once been a home was filled with the sights, sounds, and smells of tragedy. Teary neighbors holding apple squares and crumpled tissues crowded our family room and kitchen. He gave them sideways glances, right and then left, over a pair of half-moon glasses parked low on his nose, as if he'd expected them to clear a path for him without even the hint of a polite, excuse me. The din fell to hush as everyone realized he wasn't a prince of a guy. Caulfield was police. I knew right then that he was a royal pain. Ethan topped off my coffee, still waiting for my answer about going with him to the station. No, you go without me. I didn't sleep so much that I have the energy to shower, get dressed, and deal with him. If it's okay with you, I'll stay here. He doesn't take you off like he does me, and he'll probably...